Hello humans, hello humans. It's about um, 11, 11 something, 11.06. On the 13th of September, day after Alien Day, um, which sort of the thing I wanted to talk about anyway. I'd been um, watching videos the other day while cleaning up in my what I laughingly call my office, which is more of a warehouse these days. Anyway, um, while I was cleaning up, I was listening to various videos and stuff, right? Not really watching, just had it running and uh, listening to what everybody was saying. Uh, one of them I listened to was the um, recent interview between uh, Carrie Cassidy and uh, was being interviewed by um, Nino Rodriguez. Now, just as an aside, I'm going to talk to Nino tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to talk with him tomorrow, and then um, uh, Dick Allgaier and I are setting up a, uh, a day to do one. Uh, but what you really need to pay attention to is Dick Allgaier today, okay, on um, <coughs> Jean-Claude, um, uh, his Beyond Mystic channel, uh, which is doing great stuff, by the way, and it's going to get better. Anyway, um... So I'm listening to Carrie Cassidy bitch out Nino Rodriguez, <laughs> and she did. She was just on his case. Now, she was bitching to him about um, Juan Osaven. And uh, basically, it came down to um, people are not doing what she wants when she wants it. <laughs> so, you know, and she has some legitimate uh, bitches, right? It's hard for her to understand. These complaints are are accurate, they're factual, they're felt by a lot of people. And she was basically complaining that, uh, you know, the, the white hats, the good guys aren't doing stuff fast enough. We don't know they're out there. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to recover from this level of degradation that we're suffering now. And, and she was getting somewhat fearful about this, right? And she got really whipped up about it. Now, I, as I say, I'd seen a lot of videos that day, and this was just one in a series um, that got me to thinking about uh, humans and aliens in a different way than usual. Okay, so sort of track me with this. It might be a little bit uh, difficult, right? Um, okay, so there's... Uh, when I had the interview with um, uh, Rainer the other day, um, the lawyer, um, I don't know if it's out or not. I haven't, I haven't looked for it. Um, anyway, there was this woman on his uh, team that asked me about uh, a question. She asked me a question. She says she doesn't hear me talking about uh, love, right? Doesn't hear me talking about uh, emotion that way. And it's like, um, and basically she's coming from the premise that so many people in the woo-woo world are saying, oh, you know, the universal, or, or the metaphor, the uh, operating paradigm of universe is uh, love. And, um, and, you know, love is all there is, right? And uh, love will conquer all, that sort of thing. And it's like, well, I kind of wanted to dispute her. I didn't want to get into it. I find that... Um, uh, viewpoint uh, uh, very dismissible, 
okay, uh, it's dismissible because we certainly don't see that as the operating paradigm here on Earth. Even if you just extract humans from it and just dealt with animals, there's not a whole lot of love within the animal kingdom, right? It is a, uh, life is harsh, uh, it is a struggle, there is lots of suffering, and uh, to ignore that, and I, I understand why you would want to, but to ignore that and say that, well, um, basically, it's not like that on the aliens' planets, right? They don't have to go through this kind of shit on the aliens' planets. Now, uh, that was the viewpoint she was trying to express and wanted to hear what my thoughts were on it. And I basically said, I don't see that as an operating paradigm in universe. And I have a whole lot of, I didn't get into it, but I have a whole lot of, of reasons for saying that I doubt it it is a factual understanding of reality. And it's certainly not a, a factual understanding of the reality here on Earth, where we don't see a whole lot of love and we see a lot of suffering and death. And that it's not, I do not presume that Earth is atypical. And so there's, that's the whole thing. I don't presume that Earth is a, an exception. Now, I also listened to a interview with uh, Sean David Morton. And Sean David Morton is talking about uh, UFO history, right? The, the history of, in the United States of people doing things relative to the uh, UFO subject. And um, that history, uh, he goes into it, he says that there was this time, he talks about um, these aliens coming down to talk with Eisenhower. Eisenhower gets kidnapped for a whole day. He doesn't uh, do anything in any of his schedules. The excuse is he's got an emergency dental appointment, uh, which is bogus. And they um, uh, took him off to meet aliens is the understanding, right? And so uh, Sean David Morton tells this little story about the aliens telling, basically telling uh, Eisenhower, uh, you're going to meet the greys. They're going to offer you technologies. Uh, they're not trustworthy. Okay, and we're we're here to tell you that we're not going to offer you these technologies for weapons. Um, you people better stop the nuclear bombs because you're punching great holes in the uh, reality with these things, and no one uses these uh, because of that. You know, no space aliens uh, do, and um, and you guys can't go beyond the moon. That you guys are isolated and so on. Right? Um, you're you're embargoed. Um, anyway, and so he tells this little story, and, he, and then he says that, well, at some point, uh, you know, the Greys show up, and Eisenhower wanted to meet with them because they did have weapons, and he said, if those weapons exist, we want them, right? Now, Eisenhower is a military guy, and so he sees the world from a military perspective. And that's basically the, the discussion here is about Budo, the martial art um, concept in humans. Okay, so I'm a martial artist, and I've studied uh, martial arts all my life uh, since I was um, ten and a half when I officially uh, roll, enrolled in courses. Uh, but arguably, I had been studying them prior to that uh, under my father's tutelage, um, among other people, actually. Um, I won't go into any of that <laughs> that great. Anyway, so so I've studied martial arts, and um, all martial arts are under this category called Budo. Now, I got my start in Japanese martial arts, although I've studied a lot of other kinds, a lot of other nationality uh, martial arts as well. Now, I concentrated on Japanese. I've, I've got a good basis in it, 40 plus years of experience, and, and I'm pretty good at it, right? But here's the thing. Um, relative to space aliens, 
So I suspect that space aliens grow up on planets just like us. Uh, in fact, we've just discovered a, a, a planet that's like eight or nine times the size of Earth that has methane and um, uh, uh, water in the air and everything that you would assume. And so it looks like it's a, a water world like ours and therefore probably has life because there's a complex methane molecule. Anyway, so... I suspect that space aliens grow up on planets like ours, and there is no reason to uh, imagine that their experience with their lives are that much different than ours. In other words, evolution, such as it is, absent Darwin's goofiness applying it to humans, uh, and so forth, and absent Darwin's understanding of the very ancient nature of our planet, uh, he didn't understand the yugas, right? So he was um, what's known as a temporal linearist. They, they just think time goes in a straight line for humans, and we're only, you know, 40 or 50,000 years out of the caves, that kind of thing. They don't really grok what's, what's gone on here. Anyway, so absent him, I mean, there is evolutionary pressure, right? Things do evolve in this universe. This is uh, apparent and known and so on. It's just not a universal principle that you can apply to every solution or every issue because there are times when things happen and evolution is abrogated, such as space aliens coming down and GMOing us. And you know, when they alter your genes, well, from that point on, you're still evolving, but you're evolving from a different base. Anyway, though, so I suspect that space aliens have had this a similar experience. I suspect that space aliens, if they're corporeal, have some level of the same kind of things that we do in the sense of nerves and a brain and so on, and thus probably have emotions as well as uh, suffering. Now, uh, so that's something to consider, right? That the space aliens you're dealing with may have had as terrible a life as you have had, or worse. Um, you know, all is not love and light beyond this imaginary embargo. Now, Sean David Morton goes to, in his little uh, discussion, he goes on to say that at some point, um, uh, humans were able to reverse engineer shit, we made a bunch of stuff, and we uh, kicked out the, uh, quote, alliance of, uh, you know, Palladians or whoever the fuck it was. Uh, you know, and these are just names made up for these people, right? The Pleiades is a um, constellation. The Pleiades is not a planet. The constellation, the Pleiades, has thousands and thousands of stars in it and spreads out over a space of over 110 parsecs. So from our viewpoint, it's this nice little constellation. But if you look at it into its depth, there is not a single planet that you could say would be uh, representative of the Pleiadian constellation, right? Um, anyway, so uh, uh, Sean goes on to say that the Space Alien Alliance gets kicked out, we kick their ass, and um, now we're free to go any, anywhere we want, and that we've got people going to Mars and, you know, other space systems or solar systems and so on, none of which I buy, right? I don't see any evidence for that at all. Not that that... Um, means it hasn't happened. It's just that I, I don't accept it because I don't see any evidence at all that I can suss out, not even little hints of evidence. And there would be things that you could see within our social order um, that would betray that humans were doing this. And specifically, I'm referring to uh, linguistic things that would occur. Anyway, though, so let me get back to the Budo part of this. So, um, 
All right, so um, the martial arts evolved because in the Kali Yuga, we needed to protect ourselves because lots and lots and lots of humans were low intelligence and they would act out on their emotions. Uh, their emotions wouldn't be under control and they would be um, easily swayed or, or manipulated and or would constantly uh, react out of anger, etc., uh, without thinking, and thus uh, Budo needed to exist. You needed to defend yourself uh, from those people that are basically just being violent buttheads. Now, getting back to the violence aspect of it, and one of the things that uh, Sean David Morton had said, he supposedly he was saying that supposedly the Space Alien Alliance said that our minds are considered uh, like... Um, uh, pornography, so to speak, uh, because we're so addicted to violence. Now, I dispute that, and uh, that we're addicted to violence, and I know the space aliens don't give a shit about that, um, and that the uh, stuff that Sean is reporting is just hearsay that's been exaggerated off of speculation, none of which was uh, factual or, or actual happenstance. And so... Um, as I say, I dispute the idea that space aliens are in a, a bubble of love that exists on the outside of a barrier that's supposedly around the planet Earth. I suspect that they all encounter the need for some form of martial understanding, um, a martial art, right? And so, um, you know, there's going to be fierce animals. If they go to other planets, there might be other fierce aliens. So, you know, this will occur. And we note that um, the stance that was taken by the space aliens in um, the on the crater on the lip of the crater of the moon when we landed was threatening okay and so these space aliens understand the concept of a threat which they would not unless they had had martial experience some kind of um, uh, contention experience budo the martial art um, category uh, and science that was evolved in Japan in the um, uh, Kali Yuga, uh, through the Kali Yuga, is a science of contention. It's actually, a, a, Budo is, is technically the science of challenge, okay? Because all Budo is about self-challenge. Uh, all Budo is about um, exposing yourself to yourself that you might observe who you really are. And, um, and it's all about being a better you. And so all of the martial arts are about that. Now, a lot of the martial artists get into the martial arts because they got the shit kicked out of them and need to learn how to fight. That, that was I, how I got into the martial arts. I got the shit kicked out of me and my dad said, you need to know how to fight. And so he enrolled me into a very fierce form of uh, what later on evolved into judo, but at that time it was called uh, Kano Jujutsu. Uh, named after the guy that they formalized uh, the instruction parameters for judo from. Um, but so, and my teacher had actually taken a form of, uh, he taught judo and he loved the grappling arts, um, but he um, uh, had gotten his advanced budo degree in the sense of his black belt. Uh, his first black belt was in a form of um, uh, karate called uh, goju, which was hard soft. And, uh, and that's only a, it has no official name. It's, it's a weird form of karate. Uh, I studied it under uh, Yamaguchi uh, for, for four and a half years, along with judo. Um, it's also known as the 200. 
and it's and it's known as the 200 because any of these people that have taken this form of uh, goju uh, in any given room it is estimated there are 200 weapons that they're avail that are available to them um, because of the way that you practice etc etc anyway though so budo um, the martial arts are all about self-challenge making yourself better and I suspect that we will find some analog in alien societies of a theme of the individual uh, perfecting themselves or observing themselves or coming to know themselves through uh, a form of um, contention. It may be that, that it's controlled contention like our martial arts, or it may be that they do something like um, Coventry, where they just have a, uh, a totally wild area. You get to the age here, it would be like a, as a male, you'd be 13, and they'd go and throw you into Coventry and tell you we're putting you in at point a you can leave at point b and uh if you make it there right and so maybe you got to walk 500 miles across a totally wild area dealing with everything you encounter in order to get to the exit gate and that's coventry because you make the covenant uh with yourself to survive and uh and reveal yourself to yourself as well as to your social order and so these kind of um, rites of passage, these kinds of um, uh, challenges and contentions are necessary for the minds, uh, especially of men. There's also analogs within women. But, I, I, you know, I'm not going to go there today. I'm just going to concentrate on the male aspect of this. In my opinion, this is why most of the 20-year-olds, most of that particular generation, um, is as they are. They refuse challenge. They get awards for everything. So why bother with the challenge? Just give me the award, right? And so they don't grow. They don't expose themselves to themselves. They never learn about themselves. They never challenge themselves. And when universe challenges them, I find that they frequently fail because they've not been trained in this, right? Uh, so I have had more contention, um, more uh, physical, personal success in my life by age 11 than all of the 20-year-olds I've met so far, with two exceptions. I know two 20-year-olds that are into the martial arts. Uh, all of the others I've met or deal with are um, these other kind of beings, right, that have never had challenge. They only have child mind and they only have parent mind. They don't have adult mind, which is self-reliance, looking at yourself in as you are, as much as you can possibly stand that. I mean, that's a really rough thing for a lot of people. And we'll also find that probably it's a rough thing for a lot of the space aliens. My point being that we will, in my opinion, discover that there is a common bond with the space aliens in that they will have some form of understanding, some form of practice, some form of um, formalized expression that we could lump under our category of Budo without it even dealing with the contention part, right? So I'm not talking, you know, uh, you know, various different moves or whatever. I'm talking about the attitude, the, uh, the approach. Um, now, maybe they're 2,000 years old uh, in their Budo or 20,000 years old in their Budo, and it is extremely sophisticated to the point that it might take us 10 or 12,000 years to grasp, right? I mean, you can get really sophisticated in this stuff. And so the nuances uh, that we might be able to learn from these uh, space aliens would be uh, worthwhile. But I also suspect that, that uh, 
And this would be especially true if what Sean David Morton had said was true. If there was an alliance attempting to keep uh, Earth people bound to Earth because we are natively too violent, then hey fucker, you know, we're about to break out. We're, uh, this is an expression of universe, right? This is universe providing and guiding. Universe made us this way. It made the Khazarian Mafia to put pressure on us that we would experience Budo, that we would experience challenge, that we would experience contention and war. And get good at it, because you get good at it or you die. So, uh, as I say, I think I will find in the space aliens, uh, in some aspect of their organization and social order, I will find analogs that I will find comfortable with my Budo and my martial art. That, that I will find them to be compatible, to, to be um, sympathetic in the, in the sense of having the same level of vibration, right? And that they will find that in me and we will have common ground. So uh, regardless of what they may look like or you know their attitudes about anything else, um, there will be these elements that we will be able to grasp together and explore together. And I'm also quite certain I will find minds within the space aliens that will be as interested in exploring our understanding of Budo as I am in exploring their understanding of it. Um, anyway, so just, you know, like I say, I think Carrie Cassidy needs to stop watching movies too much, right? She actually, she watched this movie, which is a good movie. It's called Interceptor. Uh, it's about this woman that works on this uh, interceptor platform that's supposedly got death rays or laser beams or something to help protect the United States, and it gets taken over and she's got to recapture it, right? So, Carrie Cassidy sees this and she says, aha, predictive programming, therefore. And so she was talking to um, Nino yesterday, and all of her language tells you that she thinks that, that the whole Pacific Ocean has got uh, that United States is ringed with these interceptor platforms, that they actually exist as they were portrayed. And it's like, well, Carrie, um, first off, two things to note, that if those interceptor platforms existed as they were portrayed in the movies, they need not be taken over. A North Korean submarine could simply puncture one of the floats and it's gone. It's down. Even if it doesn't sink, it's so thrown off of its alignment, it's not going to be useful, right? So, so it was a really stupid movie at that at that level. It was all there to, to aggrandize whoever this female character was, uh, or female actor that was the central character. I, you know, and I don't know these people. I hardly ever see movies, so I just happened to see that one. Um, and you know, I don't know actors, so I don't know who she was. But but it was it was a vehicle, right, to make her into this action star. You could tell that from the way it was all structured. But anyway, so there's that. That If these things actually existed, uh, uh, you, could, you wouldn't have to go through all this rigmarole. You'd just send a, a sub there and just have them put a little tiny torpedo or bump even, you know, just come on up and bump the, the floats on the fuckers and just throw them off kilter and so they, nothing is in alignment and they're out of business. And, and uh, Carrie does not understand that that, the use of the submarine that way, just to, to alter the alignment of the thing so it can't work is the way in which Budo and military people like to work. Okay, so if you're at the upper echelon of your military, you don't want to send lots of people to their death if you can use a single assassin to accomplish the strategic and tactical goals that, that are on your plate to accomplish, right? Um, and so real true 
uh, martial artists, real true uh, uh, Buddhistas, right? We think of um, human life as a resource and we do not risk it um, where we need not risk it if we can think of something better. So Buddha is all about learning to think better, learning to examine the problem better, learning to come up with a solution that does not involve contention. Contention, even to the martial artist, is the point of flux. You don't know what's going to come out, okay? You don't know what's going to happen. This, I think, this is one of my reasons for thinking that contention exists as a uh, universal, uh, that uh, contentions exist throughout universe as a method by which consciousness uh, forces the potential to exist that novelty might erupt. Okay, it must have things in flux in order that there can be uncertainty. And so, as a martial artist, I sort of recognize this overall paradigm that anytime you get into contention, you, you feel it in your gut, okay? When you're a male and you're in a bar or whatever circumstances and you, you see the tensions are rising emotionally, you're being ha harassed by a bully or there's going to be a, a fight break out among your, your drunken friends and this kind of thing. The minute that your brain becomes aware of that, you will feel that in your gut. You'll start feeling that slightly nervous, un, unsettled feeling in your gut, okay? And this is your body reacting to the uncertainty that is about to develop, and that uncertainty will lead to irreversibility. And most people don't, they don't like irreversibility, right? Uh, they don't like the buildup of energies and then the, the shift over into uncertainty that is the fight, because they're uncertain about the uh, outcome, and they know the outcome is irreversible. They're not going to be able to back out. If they get into a fight, they're not going to be able to just stop and say, okay, where's my trophy? You know, I did this because it's a real challenge. And so the, um, the body reacts to that. And it doesn't matter if you're an experienced martial artist. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you've had hundreds and hundreds of fights, you will always have that butterflies in the stomach feeling at the point that your body starts to, your mind starts to recognize, even though it hasn't told you yet, so to speak, um, that contention is about to happen or that you're in contention and uncertainty is about to happen. So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk to Nino about this tomorrow. Maybe we can get into some of these aspects of it. Uh, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> tell him, poor Nino, poor Nino, Carrie beat you up. She's just beating you about the head with a wet fish. You know, whop, whop, whop. And it wasn't his fault. She's bitching at him about, about Wano Saban. Anyway, um, so I'm <laughs> sympathetic to Nino's position relative to the contention he had with Carrie. He wasn't even fighting her, but she needed to have someone push back. She needed the... the the vehicle of being able to, you know, get the emotions out. So if you want to understand what release language is about, go look at the, 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 uh, video between of the interview with Carrie Cassidy and, uh, Nino, the one that they did like maybe two days ago, three days ago, something like that. Um, because she is using vast quantities of release language in that video. Maybe she was release language nine out of 10 times. Um, so you get a real feel for it. And I'll be talking to him about that and so on. But I'm going to talk to him about this idea of contention with aliens and our common bond in Budo. All right. And so these things are not thought about by the fucktards that are in the um, 
at least there's no evidence that they're thought about by the fucktards that run the WEF and run the Biden regime and, you know, run NASA and all of these kind of things, right? You just don't hear uh, or see any sign that these guys are uh, deep thinkers and have considered uh, our future relationship and where to look for common ground and where also to be looking for... Um, direction from universe as to who we're dealing with. So once we get into dealing with the space aliens, uh, I will be able to tell you so much about them and their history uh, that at a broad level, so I wouldn't know any of the specifics, but all I would have to do is to understand what their view of contention is and if they have a formalized Budo. And uh, even if not a formalized Budo, do they have this thread within their uh, social order? And so anyway, uh, because of the aliens yesterday with the, with, you know, in the Mexican Congress and so on, uh, this is a very pertinent kind of a discussion. Now, also bear in mind that, you know, as a martial artist, I approach everything I do as Budo. You know, if I'm going to sweep the floor, I want to make sure I sweep the floor with mindfulness and to do the best possible job and to improve myself in the process of sweeping the floor. It's just the way you live. And, you know, there's very few of us um, alive that are doing this, right? Most people are not at this level. Uh, it's not like anything I'm claiming. It's not like I'm saying it makes me a good guy or anything, right? It's just the nature of my karma that I am here as this personality um, at this time. And it's the nature of my karma that Budo uh, has had a major impact on my personality. Also, by the way, so Dick Allgaier did a, uh, a song about me. It's like, oh, uh, very cringeworthy from my viewpoint. I appreciate it. I, I love Dick like a brother. Um, I'm just not into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not into personality aggrandizement because I recognize that, you know, I've had lots of fucking lives, okay? I've had lots of fucking personalities. And I, I kind of have a joke. It's like, well, if you like me now, you should have seen me two lives back. <laughs> you know, I was the life of the party. <laughs> so anyway, um, so as I say, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Dick and I'm not on his case about it or anything. I appreciate the, the, um, uh, the work he put into it and the skill he's got. Uh, but also I seriously appreciate uh, the, the gesture and that he was moved by universe <laughs> to poke me in the ribs there. <laughs> you know, so, so I take it personally, but I'm not, not pissed <laughs> at uh, Dick over this. Um, and I'll be talking to him sometime in the next, next few days, I guess, maybe, maybe this weekend, maybe next week. I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into it. I'm here now and I got to uh, offload a lot of stuff, but, um, just just a few thoughts on the weird nature of our reality uh, and um, people bitching about shit all the time. Okay, so anyway, I'll see you guys later. Um, I'll put up uh, links to the, uh, the interviews and the videos that I'm going to be doing in the next uh, little bit. I was sort of coming out of my hiatus here because I'd had some, I'd accomplished what I wanted with some of my off time. Now I'm going to go back into doing videos. 